Service for service is when we decide to leave the four walls of the church and be the church outside of the four walls. The church was meant to be active. The church was never meant to just sit and hear the word because the word reminds us that we cannot just be hearers of the word. We have to be doers of the word. We basically will be whatever someone needs in our community. We ask them the question, who is your neighbor? And we answer by saying we are your neighbor and we serve them in any way that they need. Acts 2 was not about staying in a place, it was about being sent forth to many places. Good morning, church. My name is George, and we're here serving our first responders. We're uh, preparing some small meals uh, to say thank you. Uh, and we have a bunch of great volunteers here who are pouring their hearts and will pour out everything they have in order for us to be able to serve them. Service for service means so much, and the opportunity to be able to let people know what you're doing on the mission field means so much more than you can ever, ever imagine. My experience here has been awesome just to see the transformation of when we first got here to now. Um, and I just pray that everybody, um, all the kids and everybody who comes here will just see the hand of God um, and just see the difference um, that was made here today. Today, the main reason why we came out here was to show the love of God and to be the good news and to be the gospel. Hi everyone, we are on site here at Indiana Avenue School number 18, partnering with Metro Park Assembly of God, and we're so excited that we are um, actually going to be redoing and painting a teacher's lounge. We are very excited just to be partnering um, with the township and being able to do this uh, and supporting this school's community. Okay, so we're here at the regional school and this is one of the projects that's so close to my heart because six years ago we met with the principal here at the regional school right down Tower Road. He shared his heart for many of these special needs children. They were hoping to have some kind of sensory garden. Six years ago there was nothing behind me and now uh, there's an amazing garden that we are here retouching up, adding color, vibrancy. We're seeing forms of God's grace on display today that are so amazing and I couldn't be prouder. So I think just connecting with the faith-based community is really important for us. Habitat for Humanity is a Christian-based organization, and so, you know, our relationship with our community churches is very important. And so when we're able to, you know, help facilitate and host uh, a site for them to give back, I think the Service for Service is an incredible uh, event, and I think it means a lot to the general community. And so we just want to be a part of that and support that any way we can. Feed My Starving Children is a Christian nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to eradicating hunger worldwide. All our meals are fully funded and packed by volunteers. Each pallet feeds 7,776 meals. It's just so cool to see the communities come together. This church is just so passionate and so loving. Like We came in, they were like, what can we do to help you? My experience today was able to, to 
not only be able to do something productive for the uh, playing field community, uh, but be able to share with my sisters and brothers in Christ that we are here for something. Hey, we're here at the Plainfield Arts, Culture, and Education Center. We are refurbishing and preparing for their grand opening as they're getting ready in the next few weeks. This is indeed a partnership that you can't put a price on this, what you have been doing for the city of Plainfield. my second time watching it this morning, it still grabs my heart. God is good, amen, church? God is so good. I'm reminded of six years ago, I sat in the sanctuary, and it was the day that I was being um, installed as senior pastor, and we had someone from the leadership uh, within the Assemblies of God in the state of New Jersey, his name is Pastor Frank Reitzel, was here, and he was... Uh, praying over me and preaching a message as I was being uh, installed as senior pastor of the church. And during that message, Pastor Frank told a story because he had been a pastor for over 25 years and he had served in one church for that period of time. And he told the story about when he first got to his church. And he said when he first got there, one of the first things that he wanted to do was to go and meet with the mayor of his town. And he went and he scheduled an appointment and he told this story all the way back in... in um, in 2013 here during that service, that when he sat with the mayor, the mayor was very cold towards him, was smug, and then went on to tell him, your church has done nothing for the community. It only cares about itself. It only is about taking and never giving back. And he went as far as to tell Pastor Frank that he had at times wished that the church would actually just close its doors and rent the space to someone else so that they could at least be paying taxes back to the city. So that's, th th that's, that's what he walked into as he became pastor of this church. He said, well, I'm sorry that that's been your experience. That's not my heart. That's why I'm meeting with you today. And my prayer is that that would change. Fast forward 25 years, he's now leaving that church. And he sat down with, the brand, the, with a new mayor, a way different mayor that has uh, had got to know him. And that mayor, as he was leaving 25 years later, literally said these words to him. He said, I'm going to pray for the next pastor of your church because... We literally do not know where we would be as a community if it weren't for your church. Pouring out, being available, being present. <clears throat> In the same way that you clapped, we clapped. But then Pastor Frank said, may that be said of Evangel Church. May that be said of your leadership, Pastor Chris. And it hit me like a prophetic word in my heart, and I prayed. And I said, Lord, what, what, does, what does that mean? What does that look like? Because it was speaking to so many things that the Lord was already putting in my heart. We had already reached out during Hurricane Sandy. We had already done things, and I had already felt like God wanted us to do something in the community. And it was out of that that the Lord birthed this vision. What would it look like if one day we didn't just go to church, we shut down our church services and we went out, all of us, into the community and served our neighbors and showed them what the church is really about, showed them what the love of Christ really looks like on display. Haven't we had a beautiful time this morning in this service, church? But you know, you know what the, the, the only challenge is? Is that all of this movement, all that's happening, there are walls that are around it. And the people driving down Terrell Road can't see what God is doing right now in this place. But you know what happened two weeks ago? All that's happening right here went into the streets and they got to see the love of God on display. 
the walls of the church came down and we were the church scattered in our community, showing the glory of God, showing the love of God, the love of Christ in a tangible way. What's so powerful is that this last Friday night I had the chance to sit in Plainfield and uh, we had received recognition of, of an award um, really, it's not for me, but it's for us as a church. They were acknowledging me, but I know it was really about us as a church. And it was the NAACP of Greater Plainfield uh, for community service. They recognized the work of Evangel Church in the local community over the last years. And, and what's amazing is that the mayor, the, the person who's now in charge of that, is the mayor of Plainfield that when I received that vision in my heart, she was the first person that I went and met with and said, what can we do to serve this community? And she said, all, since I've known Pastor Chris at Evangel Church, all they've been doing is serving the community. We don't know where we'd be without their impact in the community. Church family, what I'm seeing is God, six years later, is fulfilling something that he was starting to place in our hearts, that we are seeing transformation. We are seeing changed lives, changing communities. And I want to tell you that because we got to see it and we got to give glory to God and we got to say thank you, Jesus, because you're the one that's put it in our hearts, Lord God, to be your hands and your feet. Amen? Amen. These statistics are staggering. This was by far the greatest engaged service or service we've seen yet. 1,200 people serving in 81 project sites. I mean, that's staggering to think about it. Maria, your team, the people, I'm so thankful. I, I honor Maria, our, our Director of Missions and Outreach, uh, Omar. They say behind every great woman is, is a great man who makes great jokes. Uh, that's Omar. Uh, Omar is a servant, man, and, and, and the team and the, the, the leadership team that came around them, the logistics of doing this many projects at the same time within a short period of time is, is amazing how God worked. We had 591 families that served together. We love not just a bunch of individuals, but to see families serving together, young and old coming together, and uh, that's been amazing. When we look at the estimated value of the projects that were actually done, the projects themselves, the worth of all of that that we poured out, it was over $100,000 worth of work that we were able to pour out in projects, whether it was cutting hedges or doing different kinds of things, painting, all of that was uh, over $100,000. It was over 4,100 hours of volunteer time that was given in that short period of time. Isn't that amazing? 4,100 hours. And then um, when we look at those volunteer hours, and you can actually put a monetary value to that amount of time volunteered, it comes to $114,000 worth of time donated from volunteers. So you're talking about almost a quarter million dollars worth of effort, time, giving. You know what God did? He took our openness, our willingness to be a blessing, and he multiplied it. And it reached so many. Church, I'm so thankful. It took so much uh, time, effort, energy, but God did something so beautiful through us just being willing to be used by him. And I've been asking the Lord just to speak a word to our heart this morning because the idea of this is not that service for service is a day, but it's meant to be a door to a new way of life for every single one of us. It's not about a day that we serve. It's about a way that we're called to live as followers of Jesus. And this is a day that just wakes us up and reminds us this is who God's called us to be. This is our mission field. This is what God has placed in our hearts to do. And so I want to bring us to a passage of Scripture today, and I want to talk to you about this. It's so important in our lives, and I believe God is going to work in us today through, uh, through his word. If you'll open with me to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis, the first book of the Bible. 
And as we get there in chapter 12, we catch up with the story of a man named Abram, whose name is changed to Abraham. And God made an incredible promise to him. God gave him an, in, a, an offer he could not refuse. It was something that was so big and so crazy. I guess he could have refused it, but he, he chose to trust God, and it changed his life forever. How many of you know what that's like? You choose to trust God and follow him with your life, and you have no idea what God will do, but he'll always do something great. <clears throat> As we look here in Genesis chapter 12, we see that Abraham is receiving this promise from God. This promise would have a ripple impact that would spread all the way to us today. I want you to know that what we've been doing in Service for Service, what you did two Sundays ago, what you've been doing, some of you have been serving since 2013, every two years, stepping out and making an impact, that what you do to serve God and to be used by Him has ripple impacts that go so much further than you could ever imagine. We are seeing right here a promise God makes that's just like that. You know when you throw a stone into a very still lake, it creates a ripple effect that can go really far and wide? This is one of those passages of Scripture. God made a promise, and it ripples all the way out, and it actually, we're a part of the fulfillment of this promise. We're a part of the recipients of what God said right here. Look what it says with me in Genesis 12, verses 2 through 3. I will make you into a great nation. This is what he's saying to Abraham. And I will bless you. Say with me. Say, bless you. Did someone sneeze? No. I didn't even give that joke. I'm sorry. Look at Maria. She's like, that wasn't, that wasn't, no. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I got to get back to the world. Like, why am I making a joke in the middle of preaching? What am I thinking here? I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Say, be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. I want you to say these words with me again. Repeat after me. Bless you. Be a blessing. Blessed through you. Do you see this? theme that's continuing. This is what the Lord said to Abraham so long ago. He said, I'm going to bless you, and then you're going to become a blessing, and then the world is going to be blessed through you. This is, this is what we're going to talk about today. When you think about this word, because this word blessed is a word that we throw around a lot in church, don't we? Blessed, blessing. We, we use it a lot, but sometimes we don't fully even understand what it means. I want you to understand what blessing means or what blessed means. One definition is to be made holy or to be consecrated, to be transformed, to, to be set apart. But there's another that says it's to be endowed with divine favor or protection. It means it's something that has, 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 has really been touched by God, blessed by God. This definition, it describes someone that is uh, in a position of receiving God's provision, receiving God's favor in a special way. And so when we see God say things like this, I will bless you. That's a powerful promise that God makes to his sons and to his daughters. But I want you to know and not miss, because this idea of blessing has gotten so corrupted, so hijacked, even by preachers, and twisted in such a way. 
that I, that I think it's so different than what God had originally intended in his word. I want you to see it today so we don't miss it, okay? Look to your neighbor and say, let's not miss it. Let's not miss this. Let's not miss what God wants to do in our lives. Because I believe that what we see here and what God says to Abraham, um, Abraham is this. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. And through that, I'm going to make you a blessing to other people. And the whole world is going to be blessed through you. God said, I'm going to bless you, but that blessing is not just for you. It is for the people around you. It is for the entire world. Here's the deal. We are not just called to be recipients of God's blessings. We are called to be conduits of God's blessing. Do you understand that? His blessing is not just meant to flow to you. It is meant to flow through you. Now, what happens is that if you get so fixated on just receiving the blessing of God, and you can find some preachers that will talk a lot about this, and what happens is that your life's desire is, I just want to live in the blessing of God. I just want to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed with this and that and finances, whatever. And if nothing is flowing through you, you've missed it. We've missed it, what God has ultimately just prescribed to his people. And I'm telling you, what he said to Abraham is true for us today. He has blessed you to be a blessing. He has blessed you to be a blessing to others. And that's his desire. And as you're willing to position your heart in life, not to receive the blessing, but to be a blessing as God blesses you, you will see the hand of God do things in and through you that you could never imagine in your life. And it will open your heart, it will open your life to some amazing things. That's what Service for Service was about this year. I really believe that there was one theme, there was one idea that came over and over and over again from the feedback that we received from those that we served. You were a blessing. You blessed me. I feel so blessed. We kept hearing this word over and over and over again. And today I just want to talk about this. I want to talk about what does it look like for you to position your life to live to be a blessing, to allow the blessing of God to flow through your life to others. You know, we look at all the things that we took part in. One of the areas that made an incredible impact was Feed My Starving Children. We had 500 of you that, and others that joined us that served to put together meals for children all around the world. And we're just going to scroll through some of these pictures from that day and seeing how we saw children young and old across the generations serving. Each shift was over 100 and about 120 plus people that were serving together, packaging meals. Everyone had a role to play. Come on, by a show of hands, who was a part of this? How many of you, anyone around the room, you are a part of this? Come on, let's celebrate with those that were able to be a part there and provide these packs. Every one of these packs was a meal for a child. And not only was it rice and did they have some of those, those things, in it, it also was packed with vitamins and nutrients that were essential to help these children grow. And so we began to pack these meals. And I love that there were people there that some of you, Walked into that place wondering, I can't go rake people's leaves. I can't wash cars. I can't dig holes in the guy. I don't know if God could ever use me. And you sat there and all you did was seal bags or put some labels on thinking, really? It's just that simple? That was making a huge impact. And it's reaching all around the world. We had a God-sized goal when we did service for service. What would it look like if in that short period of time we could pack 100,000 meals? But as we got into the day, Maria started to get... Um, some reality. They started to reach out. They had a problem. Um, so the leaders of CP My Starving Children came, and they said, hey, look, we're, 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 we're not on our projections right now. We're exceeding our projections. 
We're, we're going to pack. If, if, if your teams continue to do what they're doing, we're going to go over it. We, we, we got to go get the other supplies. Should we pull out other supplies and get ready? And we said, you keep going. As many as they can pack, we're going for. By the end of service for service, over 118,000 meals packed by our volunteers. One day. What's even more amazing is that so many of the missionaries that we support, the villages that we serve in, do you know where the meals and the relief supplies comes from? Feed my starving children. These meals that you're packing are literally getting the hands of some of the missionaries that we support and are actually reaching into some of the very communities that we've been praying for and ministering to for years and for decades. Praise God. Praise God that he's working in that way. When you think about this, how many meals we packed, what's incredible is that you could take this and it literally has changed a community that the amount of meals 118,000 would provide three meals a day for 324 children and feed them for an entire year for the year of 2020 there's a whole village full of children 320 plus children that are going to be fed for an entire year because we gave up a few hours and packed some meals is that amazing or what to see that a, a community will be transformed by that work of service, church family, for an entire year. Are you with me? It's incredible to consider the impact of that. You know, whenever we serve them, and not just them, but the people that are there, there are mamas and dads and there are pastors and orphanage workers that have been crying out to God as they watch children going hungry around the world. Lord, send your blessing. Lord, send your grace. Send your provision. Lord, send it. And I want you to know that there will be an answer to that prayer because you were faithful, church. The blessing of God flowed through your life. God blessed someone through you. He chose for you to be the hands and feet. That the bag you put your hand on, that the label you placed on is the answer to someone's prayer for a child that would go hungry that day. You are part of that. It's amazing to see. Here's what the Lord says in Matthew 10, 42. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Jesus is talking about a blessing for those who are willing to bless others. I want you to know this idea of what Abraham I mean, it carries into the New Testament. It's all throughout the New Testament. He said, if you're willing to bless them, you're not going to lose your reward. God sees that and he honors it. And there are people who have been praying. In church family, we were a part of the answer. God blessed them through our obedience. And it was so incredible. Another area that's right across the street, literally we see our mission field is across the street and around the world. If you go across Terrell Road and down the street some towards Raritan, you get to the regional school, Union County Regional School. And this school is filled with some precious, precious lives. They're children that have some severe developmental challenges and issues. Many of them are bound to wheelchairs for their entire lives. Um, and some of them don't even live with their families anymore they actually live in a children's specialized hospital, and they all go to this school. And often they're just brought back and forth between the hospital and the school. Over the years, we as Evangel, we have had a heart for this school. And during Christmas season, when you go out and you pick, has anyone ever bought a, a, a gift for a child out at the trees that you grab one of the gifts and you go and purchase it? Some of those gifts are going to those children and those families at that school. And so six years ago, at the beginning of Service for Service, when we first started, 
it was one of our very first projects. In fact, it, Maria will tell you, it was my pet project. It was one that I, I was just living on that site because I wanted so badly for us to do something transformative for these uh, precious children, for this school. And so here we are at the school in 2013. They brought us in the backyard and they said, you know, our children would love to have a garden that they can go out to, a sensory garden right here. See where this big field is right there, where, the, where some of that is? They said, we'd love to turn this into a garden where we could bring the wheelchairs out and the kids could have um, elevated potted uh, plants and things like that. And so we got to work. And in 2013, we completed this garden in that school, right in that space. We laid down all of the um, stone. We built these uh, planter boxes and the children came around. Six years later, we came back and the idea was we wanted to refresh these boxes. We wanted to freshen them up, liven them up with some, um, some gifting uh, that we had in our body. And what that came in the form of was some of our muralists. We have some incredible artists that are talented and gifted uh, here in our church. And they said, we're going to bring some color, some life, some light to this garden. So we shared the vision with them and they ran with it. And by the end of that Sunday, this is what it looked like. Do you see that? Beautiful color, beautiful uh, just a beautiful picture. So then Monday came for the school. And what we didn't know and would have had no idea is that at the school, there are some different people that play special roles in the school. And they actually, whether you uh, would believe it or not, this school has a grandma. And it's literally a grandmother who is just there to love these children. And she just loves them and she spends time. And so our, our staff, we actually go there and we serve uh, once a year, we go and we sing to them, and we have fun and, and uh, minister to them at Christmas time. Uh, just as a staff, as a team, we do that. And so we've seen this grandma a lot over the years. Well, that weekend of service for service, grandma passed away. And when they got back to school on Monday, they were, they were all very down. And that garden that we had built back then is actually was meant to be a memorial garden for a former principal that passed away. And they had forgotten that we had been there over the weekend, and so... Here they are feeling heavy, feeling worn out, just feeling so sad. And they walk outside to look for something, and they see the beautiful color all around the garden. And it just lifted their spirits in that moment. It was just a little touch, just a little blessing in the midst of their loss. I mean, God knows what he's doing whenever he can send something, even as small and seemingly insignificant as that, just to remind them, I see you. I see you, I comfort you as you're mourning, I'm near to you, I haven't forgotten you. And they saw that as an answer to prayer. They saw that as something as if the Lord had just done it, knowing what was going to happen, knowing that they'd be going through sorrow in that moment. Isn't it amazing how God can orchestrate things? He truly can. What I love is seeing people's gifting come to life. I want you to know that, you know, you don't have to be a muralist, you don't have to be an artist to be able to use your gift that God has given you. Every single one of us has been given gifting, talent, ability. Here's what God's word calls us to. 1 Peter 4.10. Each one should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We have been given different gifts. And whatever gift you have received, you're called to use that gift for God. Whenever you do that, you know what happens? Your life becomes a conduit of God's blessing because the grace of God is now flowing through your life to someone else. When you do this, here, here's what you have to realize whenever you're willing to serve others, when you're willing to position your life in this way. It's not that I'm going with my gifting to do something good for someone else. That is community service. That is 
what the world kind of equates. And that's what maybe even you thought you were doing during service or service. I'm going giving my time and doing something good for them. You have to rethink the whole equation. Do you know what was really happening? God was working and moving and he was blessing someone, and he was reaching through your life and availability and your obedience to bless someone else. It isn't the fact that you are doing something to, to, to care for someone else. It's that God is using you to be a blessing to someone else. His blessing is flowing through your life. And realize this, and this is something to just get into your heart and get into your mind. Whenever you're willing to do that, don't receive the praise. Don't receive the glory. Yes, I'm glad I could do that for you. Say, no, no. I was blessed by God just to be a blessing to you. It was the Lord. It's all the Lord. It's all the Lord. Just, I'm just surrendered to him, and he's, he's flowing through my life. As I was at that, that awards dinner on Friday night, I got to meet a, an incredible doctor who's in our community, and he's a believer. And I didn't know he's a believer, and he had been someone that I had visited years ago, and I had no idea. This guy was, he was so on fire for God. And he gets up in front of this whole this whole community, uh, this whole community um, you know, of people that were gathered together for this dinner. And I had shared a little bit of my testimony, and I had shared about the Lord. And, and I don't know if he just thought it was an open door, but he got up, and he had read all of his accolades, 25,000 surgeries that he had done, all these people he had helped. All I mean, he, I felt like, was the one who had done the most significant work of anyone that I had thought of. He got up, and this, is, this was his acceptance. I have done nothing. The only thing of good that has ever happened in my life is I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And everything that I do, I only do because Jesus gives me the ability to do it. I'm like, <laughs> I'll tell you, they're having revival at this dinner. I'm telling you, it was amazing. But what if, what if that's the position of your life? Man, the Lord has done something so good in me, and he's just made me to be a blessing to others. And he wants to use my gifting. I want you to know you're gifted. You're set apart. You're called. God has something in you that he wants to bring out of you. That's why growth track is so vitally important. We have something amazing here at Evangel where we go through a, a process to help you understand how God has gifted you, how he's shaped you, how he's designed you to make a difference. And uh, in fact, after this service, I'm teaching growth track 101. And I'd encourage you, if you haven't signed up, just come out, join us. We'd love to walk you through that and help you to understand how you can use your gifts to serve others in a way that would please God and make a huge difference. You'll truly learn what it means to be a blessing. Amen. And I loved seeing our small groups. Can I give a shout out to all of our small groups that serve together? We had 10 small groups, 10 of our small groups that served together during service for service. I think this was kind of a, a first that we really leaned into this this year. And not only are they learning in God's word together, but they went out and they made a difference together in some amazing places. And so I love seeing that. These are some pictures of them serving in parks and in a few areas. And if you just want to scroll through those photos, it'll show some of the impact that they made. But I want to just encourage you, if you'll continue to con consider being a part of a group, get involved in community. We talked a lot about it last Sunday. And we are on pace Church, that I believe we are going to break 500 people being in small groups. We've never, ever yet in our history of me being here, as far back as I can know, we've never had this many small groups that are meeting. We've never had this many small groups that are signing up, and I think we're just getting started. So if you haven't yet signed up, get involved in one, host one, let Pastor Roy know out in the foyer. We'd love to get you more connected so that we can not just learn together, but even serve together as groups to be the hands and feet of Christ. Another area that we got to do is we got to serve in our community. I think this is one of the most labor-intensive parts of our planning. 
is that we go out into our community and we ask the mayors and the leaders and the leader of senior centers, who are the vulnerable in our community? Who are the widows? Who are the forgotten? Who are those that don't have the means to be able to care for themselves? We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. And so they'll normally give us many homes and people in Scotch Plains, Fanwood, Plainfield, all in our surrounding communities. And we go and we do home visits. And this year we were able to be the hands and feet of Christ in some amazing places and see some awesome transformation. I want to show you a few pictures of some of the transformation that took place as we served and cared for some different homes. This was a, a, quite a project that, uh, that was needed to scrape stairs, paint them resurface a, a porch for, for a family uh, that was in need in that time. And so this is what it looked like after the team was done. Isn't that incredible? We went to another house right here, and, um, and that's how it began. And I was there and got to see them. Look at how it finished. Just beautiful. They were able to cut away some of the shrubs and things that were going on. They beautified the yard. Let's see, is there another one there that we could look at? Uh, they were missing a railing. They couldn't get up and down the steps without maybe falling. So then a railing was there. So thank you so much to those of you that had gifting and ability to just be used by the Lord in whatever way was, uh, was possible. And then are there any more photos that are there that we could show? I don't think so, but that's, uh, that's okay. Um, so we, we were able to do, oh, here it is. And uh, this right here is a great reminder because... We were going to a lot of homes, and as we were there, there was a common theme that, can you cut hedges or trim trees? Can you do anything? Well, we were able to. Only because we originally were getting ready to say no, but, but because of someone in our body that came to us at the last minute and said, you know what? I have a tree trimming business, and I'm willing to donate all my time and go and do whatever you'd like. We were able to do that. Isn't that incredible? Come on, let's give it up to the Lord. we got to spend time just ministering to our neighbors and to our families. One of the things that blessed my heart so much when I saw us at some of these homes was that our children, who are not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today, they were serving right alongside. My favorite picture of all service to service is my little man, Kai. Can we get a picture of him with his, little sh with his big shovel? Um, can you pull up that one? Well, yeah, right there. Look at my guy. <laughs> I pulled up to a house, and I didn't see the parents yet, all I see is like a three-year-old <laughs> shoveling like that. And I'm like, Maria, we're going to have to have a talk. Like, did you put it, did you, how did we get this kid here? Uh, he's, uh, he's on the way for good. So they, they really got their, their work cut out. He, he was just working all morning to fill that one bucket that's behind him. Um, but I was helping him uh, as best as I could. But, man, it was so great to see. And we'll continue to scroll through those pictures of our kids. Just see our kids. They were out there serving. My daughter came home realizing she, she, this is what it means to serve Christ and to make a difference good if there's some other photos. Then painting, then making a difference, family serving together. Parents, you know what it meant for your kids to see a physical expression of mom and dad serving Christ? This is what it looks like to be the church. I think it's just amazing to see that. As we uh, cared for many of, in our community, we got a lot of testimonies back from the families that we served. And I want to read one of them to you uh, this morning. And this came from a family that we went and we met with and and they did not have the means to be able to take care of some of the things that had become overwhelming in their, in their yard and in their, their home. And this is what they sent to us. Wow, what an amazing example of showing God's love. To all the volunteers from Evangel Church that came to our home and assisted us, it was in ways that we could have never imagined and so appreciated. By way of background, 
For some time, our yard required help that we did not have the money or the skills to perform. So we decided we lived with that condition that it was in. Therefore, it was my joy on this beautiful Sunday morning to greet eight smiling faces announcing that they were ready to work. I peeked out my window on several occasions and I looked out the door to see our yard being transformed into a beautiful oasis. The porch was stained, the weeds in the flower bed were removed, the dying plants in pots were placed into the ground, shrubs were removed, and so much more. My heart smiles as I saw each change. After midday, the doorbell rang and the team leader said that they were finished and ready to leave. I was so thankful to the volunteers who offered and prayed with me and blessed my family and my home before they left. Our faith teaches that when we follow God, we're called to leave the church and make it our mission field. I can't thank Evangel enough. You exemplify what it means to live on the mission field. I can't thank you and your members enough for being a blessing to my husband and I. We are extremely grateful and ask for God's blessing to be upon your church. May the Lord reward you for all of your kindness. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You blessed us. Now I'm praying that God pours blessing back to you. There's this, there's this cycle of kind of blessing that happens. Here's what Proverbs 11.25 promises from God's word. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. This is what's so awesome about serving God and being used by him, is that you pour your energy out, but you know what you leave? You pour out and you leave fuller than when you came. That's the way the kingdom of God works. You decide you're going to refresh others and you leave refreshed yourself. You decide that you're going to be used by God to just be a blessing and you leave blessed. How many of you left service or service blessed? Blessed by the experience. Blessed by what had happened. Blessed to be a part of something. But you were the one there to be a blessing. Your goal wasn't to be blessed. It was to be a blessing. This is how God works. This is how the kingdom functions. And we want to serve and we love to serve Um, other churches to serve alongside of churches. This year we had the uh, awesome opportunity to partner up with another church in our area in Woodbridge, Metro Park Assembly of God. We came alongside and they joined us for service for service. So on that Sunday, we canceled our services. They canceled their services. They came alongside of us and they went and they served in different parts of Woodbridge right alongside of us. And my wife and I were there in the video you'll see. They were able to transform a teacher's lounge in a public elementary school, paint it from uh, floor to ceiling and do some amazing work there. Um, And it was awesome because on that day, it's not about uh, this church or that church. It's about that church. The people of God gathered together in Jesus' name, serving others. We came to know about another church in Plainfield that was actually in some need. It was a church called Bethel Church. And they had a large piece of land, a large field on their property that had become overgrown. It had actually become like a forest. Some of you have driven through Plainfield. You may have seen this before. This was the, the, the big field of land. Um, and there was a little sign there that said, no dumping. And uh, for decades, I guess, people have ignored that sign because they, it needed to be cleaned up. And by the end of the day with service or service, this is what was left on the curb. That's how much transformation had happened in that area. So there was a lot going on. The teams had done an amazing job. They had done an amazing work. And, and we're so thankful to see that. Look at the team that put themselves uh, out there on the front lines to serve others with the love of Christ. 
And it was, it was humbling and amazing that as that church was meeting to worship that day, when they walked out of their church building, they saw a completely transformed space right on their property. And they were overjoyed. And they said, we didn't have the ability to do this on our own. And you guys came and served us. What kind of picture is that where the church is willing to serve? We're willing to serve regardless of title. You're a church, we're all the church, and we're here to help you, and we're here to bless you, and we're here to do whatever we can. And the Lord blesses. The Lord pours out. The Lord does such amazing things. I want to tell you that this is a, this is a word that the Lord had kind of put in my heart from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. And I want to share it with every one of you that endeavored to be a blessing, that stretched yourselves, and that desires to live your life to serve others, whether it was at service or service or in some other capacity. This is what God thinks of that. Here's what it says, Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. As you pour yourself out, as you endeavor, and as you make it your mission in life to say, Lord, I'm going to be a conduit of your blessing. Flow through my life. God sees it, and he honors it, and he rewards it, and he blesses a life that lives to bless others. It's a part of the kingdom. It's a part of what he does, and he honors that. In Plainfield, we were able to be a blessing in a really large way in the community. You saw the mayor speaking in the video at the beginning, and Pastor Rick, you can come up at, at this time. He was speaking about this cultural center, this cultural arts center. They had received a building as a donation, but it needed a lot of work. And we descended on that space with an army of people to serve, to build, to paint, to do whatever we could do for them. And uh, we came alongside, and by the end of that day, there was an amazing work of transformation from so many of the hands that put their uh, put themselves to it. And so you'll see all the things that had happened with the kitchen, with painting that space and redoing the walls. Um, all around, windows, everything, it, it came out quite beautiful. And uh, the team did an incredible job. But to see the face of the mayor of Plainfield walk into that space knowing what it had looked like before we showed up, the smile, the joy. He said, we couldn't have done this without you. We had no plan. We had no resource. We had no ability to do this. But here you are. And here you came. He said, I can't put a value to this. It meant so much to them. Church, we're seeing the fulfillment that our community is different because we are being the hands and feet of Jesus in a tangible way. We are serving, we are loving, we are doing what the Lord has called us to do. I'm so proud as your pastor. I'm so thankful because as we live on mission, as we make this our mission field, lives are being transformed because of it. And there is a harvest that's coming back. There are lives that are going to give their hearts to Christ because they saw and tasted of the love of God, the blessing of God on that day and well beyond. But this is not about a day. It's about a way to live our lives. You know that? It's not just about a day we do every, every two years, but the way we're meant to position our lives. And so the blessing continues. We're not done being on mission. Just yesterday, we had a team of ladies that went up to Walter Hobing Home, a, a, a treatment center in a place where, where women are finding freedom from substance abuse. And they just ministered to them for the day. Sonia, man, the joy that I saw in those pictures that you guys sent to see how God ministered to them, to see the freedom that's coming to those ladies' lives. You guys were willing to be a blessing to them. God's honoring that. But I know you left blessed. I, I, I talked to you about it already. Then we had a, a group of people that were here. I came for our men's breakfast. We had 140 men yesterday morning eating some breakfast, and God met us and spoke to us in a powerful way. It was awesome. But as I walked in, I see a lot of ladies coming in. I said, the ladies, we're not going to be outdone. They said, you men, go eat your breakfast. We're going to go out and change some lives in the community. 
That's what Maria said to me. So it really guilted me. Now it made me feel like the men have to go out. We're going to outdo you. Don't worry. The men are going to go, and we're going to do something even greater to serve our community. Come on, men. Are you with me? They're not with me, Maria. I'm sorry. <laughs> They'll get with me, okay? Don't get me. i got five of us. We need, we need more. Um, but as I come in, there's all, these, there's all these people flooding up to the upstairs chapel. And I said, what's going on? I said, the soap outreach today. We had a team of people that went and combated human trafficking and went to hotels all around our area and delivered bars of soap and showed them pictures of girls and said, have you seen any of these girls? They're missing. They're in danger. And yesterday, with our teams, they pointed at a picture that we showed them and said, I know one of those girls. And now help is on the way to find freedom for someone that's caught up in trafficking. Come on, church. It's the hands and feet of Jesus on display. This is the way we're meant to live our lives. And when you live your life to be a blessing, to be a conduit of God's blessing through your life, God will do more than you could ever think, dream, or imagine. You know, starting next week, we're going to go into a series, and we're going to call it The Blessed Life. And we're going to understand what does it really look like to cultivate a heart of generosity, to cultivate a heart that says, Lord, I endeavor to live this way, to be a blessing, for your blessing to flow through my life, to reach others and to touch the world. And as we do that, God is going to do some amazing things in our midst. Amen. Here's what I'm going to invite us to do today. I want to close in prayer. And as we pray, my prayer is that God would make us a blessing. I would say, Lord, I want to be like Abraham. I want to be like those, Lord, that you have used, that you have blessed to be a blessing. And, Lord, I want your blessing to flow through my life, Lord God. I'm not going to hold it back. I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm not just going to reach for it or try to cling to it, Lord God. But I want to be a conduit of your blessing. I want my life, the one life you've given me, to count for eternity and to do something that well outlives me. Lord, I want to be a blessing. So if that's the cry of your heart, if that's your prayer today, I'm going to ask all around this room in just a moment for you to stand to your feet. And when you stand, that's what you're saying to the Lord. Lord, I want to be a blessing. Lord, I want my life. Lord God, I want your love to flow through me. I want your power to flow through my life. I want your provision to flow through my life. And as you do that, we're just going to pray. I want to pray for every person that as you endeavor to do that, that the Lord will do something special in and through your life. So if that's you, would you just stand to your feet this morning? Just say, that's it. That's who I've been. That's who I desire to be. Or just today, the Lord's woken me up and shown me that today I want to be a blessing. I want my life to count. I want God's power and his love and his provision to flow through me. And I'm not just going to think of myself. I want to I want to see the world as God wants me to see it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And as we pray, we're just going to ask the Lord to work in our hearts, to pour out his love within us, and to truly position our hearts so that we're going to see differently, that we'll see with his eyes, that we'll feel what he wants us to feel, and that we will really learn what it means to live our lives to be a blessing. Lord, I thank you today, Lord God, with hearts that are lifted before you. And today, if that is your heart's cry, just open your arms to the Lord. Just, just take a position of surrender before him. Lord Jesus, right now we pray, Lord God, that you would make us a blessing, Lord God, that you would use my life. Come on, would you say, Lord Jesus, use me, Lord God. Lord, send me, Lord God. Use this one life you've given me, Lord God, to make an impact beyond me, Lord God. I ask you right now, Lord God, if you're looking for someone to bless 
through, Lord God, here I am, Lord God. If you're looking for someone, Lord God, to show your love, Lord God, to answer a prayer, Lord God, to be the means in which your blessing would flow, to touch, to restore, to move, Lord God, here I am, use me, Lord. Lord, I pray now, Lord God, that you would position my life in such a way, Lord God, that the blessing of God would be able to flow through me, Lord God. Lord, I hold on to nothing, Lord. I make my heart open to you today. And Lord God, I ask you to move in me and move through me, Lord God, that the world will see and know that you are God. Lord, we pray that this blessing will continue. We pray, Lord, that this heart will be in with every single one of us, that, Lord, you will do something transformational in our midst, Lord God that well outlives us, that leaves an inheritance for future generations. Lord God, a blessing and impact in this world, Lord God. May our communities, may our families, may those around us never be the same, Lord God, because we desire to be used by you in this way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's praise the Lord this morning.